Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, uh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it's episode 429 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and joining me as always, big underscore Bane, walking on NWO hoodie. I just realized that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a short sleeve hoodie that I got about three or four years ago, and uh, I've never been able to wear it because it's a large. Oh wow! And uh, dropping dropping lbs, dropping sizes. I dig yeah, it, man. Dropping sizes. I'm not dropping lbs. The scale still says the same damn thing. My uh, my my nurse practitioner said it best. I'm I'm changing body compositions. I guess, which means my uh, my fat is just dispersing in a different way, so I can well, wear hey, clothes better. They say muscle weighs more, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. I think it's not a bad thing. Don't yeah. worry about the scale. You know, yeah. as long as you're feeling better and rocking different clothes, that's pretty cool. Hell yeah, yeah. But it's like it's the NWO logos on the side. So like when you came in, I didn't notice that's what it was. I was like, well, I'll be damned. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's this this hoodie is a little bit too sweet. You know, a little bit too sweet. So I, I dig it. It's a it's like the only actual piece of NWO clothing I own, oddly enough. And I just like they have one of my favorite wrestling logos of all time. So isn't it like one of the coolest shirts ever? I don't think it. I I don't think it's been close to being topped. Like as far as the logo itself, like I don't think there's anything that even comes close to it. It's funny because they still make that shirt. Yeah, and the Wolfpack version. It's like, legitimately iconic. And there's I. I don't know if anything will ever top it. No. Yeah. And the fact that like, that's kind of what they did was the spray paint and that kind of, we kind of came the look of it. Eh, pretty cool logo, man. I dig it. Fun stuff. I know homage has a NWO shirt. I mean, I probably have to order one from there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Well, we got some wrestling talk this week. We got a little bit of movie and TV talk. We got some toy talk and we are, uh, Wrapping up the 90s Telewar, the Nickelodeon edition, my friend. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we're going to dive into the next semifinal match, kind of give some results there. Oh, uh, Dude, I don't really have anything else, so you want to dive into our wrestling talk here? Because we got quite a bit of it. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. 
Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Uh, Big underscore Bane, we got a lot of news to discuss. We'll start with this because this is probably the oldest news. Um, uh, the the kind of the move heard around the world for about a week or so. I think it just happened right right after we got recording. We got done recording last week, but it was uh, everyone was up in arms. The Good Friday Dead Eye, Adam Page to Adam Cole. He puts the uh, the barbed wire like crown on his head. Right, mm-hmm. gives him the dead eye from the apron through the table. Um, so. Obviously, it comes across a shade sacrilegious. Sure. Um, to me, though, I mean, this is not like when they crucified Sandman and like legitimately crucified him. Yeah. Or like Austin even hanging from the symbol. Yeah. Do you think this was an unfair like jab at them? Uh, just your your take. It is uh, what's a what's become a popular term. It, it is fake outrage. Fake outrage. Okay. What he. Like, nobody really gives a shit. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's the fact that it happened on Good Friday. And, you know, America is predominantly Christian. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, if it was Malachi Black doing it, I could see where, like, maybe you'd be like, okay, that's a shade too far. Malachi Black, who's like constantly satanic in everything that he does, doing that on Good Friday. I could understand a little bit of outrage to that, but it's like Adam Page and Adam Cole, like they're just two regular dudes. <laughs> two guys named Adam. Right. It's like I I don't think it was purposefully done, you know, and I I kept cracking jokes on Twitter like it's not sacrilegious. They were just paying homage to Jesus. Right. That's all they were doing. And well, obviously it's bad timing with with it being Good Friday and Easter coming up. Of course, up. but like I don't I don't think it was intentional. I think they were just thinking it was like that's a cool spot let's do it yeah i don't i don't think it was intentional either i think also rampage is taped so yeah i'll be honest here man like when we record on a wednesday i don't think hey it's it's gonna drop on easter sunday yeah i don't think that yeah. i mean i certainly didn't last week so it's to me this is one of those things i don't know if it's just like we're waiting like bated breath till they do something that we can aha look what you did you know now i got you i mean this is no different than I feel like pulling up tweets from 2012. Yeah. See, this person was a bad person a decade ago. Look what they tweeted. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was a little bit much. Um, the I, I know in WWE, they kind of always defended the Undertaker symbol. Like, it's not a cross. It's a symbol. But you're also crucifying people to it. Like, yeah. I mean, it, and it, it looks like a cross, it, kind of. There has been numerous accounts of sacrilege in pro wrestling. With between, you know, between that, the fact that Malachi Black is just the house of black is like a satanic thing. Um, you know, the ministry of darkness was a satanic thing. The brood were like, you know, I mean, he, he called himself like, like, didn't like the undertaker say stuff like, like, do you um, take the Lord of darkness as your, as your savior or yes. something? Like he said, it's like some C- really awful. CM wall. Punk did the same thing with the whole straight edge society. He had the Jesus cross, like uh yeah. nail prints in his, in his wrist tape. You know, he did the, do you accept straight edge or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it's like it, there's been so many accounts of sacrilege. And the, the problem is, is not everybody believes the same way a Christian does. Right. And so you just kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. I, I do think a lot of those, like the punk one, the taker one, all that. I think that was designed 
to get heat. Yep. You know, like it was designed to make people uncomfortable and be like, Ooh, I don't like that guy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, this or that. This, I don't think that was the case. I don't think it was designed to get heat. It just happened to. Yeah. And, and, but even, even further on that, God or God, uh, Vince Mann did a match with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even Sean, get worse than that. Even Sean Michaels talked about that. He goes, it's so stupid though. It is. That's why he was like, I'm not offended because it's the stupidest thing ever. Yes. Him doing the Triple H water spit in the church was a little much, I thought. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Yeah, but I'm like, even like the point when Shane McMahon, when he's like, strike me down, Shane McMahon kind of takes a step away. Like, okay. Like, I just, I don't take any of it serious because it's all a form of entertainment. It's the same reason why I don't like watch, uh, like I've never watched The Exorcist and been like, damn, I need to go to church and yeah, yeah. beg forgiveness for this. Like it's it, entertainment. It's entertainment. Like it just take it for what it is. It's just a thing. And it's not your on. cup of tea. Don't watch it. Right. You're not. You're not actually walking into a building and people are sacrificing people for real. Right. So it's just move on. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like uh, there's there's been all kinds of movies and television shows with like I think wasn't Keanu Reeves in a movie where he was like like he was a lawyer and he was actually defending what what the devil. Or something. Al Pacino was the actual devil. I can't remember what it was called, but oh, maybe you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's been that sounds familiar. There's been that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, it, Sabrina, the new Sabrina show. Yeah. Highly satanic. Yeah. But I mean, it's which looking at that, I wouldn't assume that by the poster. No, I would think it's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. But it's like, like super super cool. She becomes like the queen of hell yeah. in that show. You know what I mean? Spoilers. Like, yeah. Man, <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet, you're not going to. Yeah. Um. But. It's just, it's one of those things like where, like, I just, I, I, I find it ridiculous that people get so up in arms about something that's supposed to be entertainment. You know what else? I, you, you, what did you say about the, did you call it fake outrage? What was the word you used? Yeah, fake outrage. Fake, fake outrage. Do you also notice when people are really pissed off about something, it lasts for like a week or two? And then people and, forget. Yeah, because something new will come up and piss everybody off. And I feel like that's the whole problem. It's like yeah. everyone's all up in arms and, and then the next new, controversy happens and it's like oh yeah we forgot about that yeah yeah and it's it's one of those things like i again i just i don't care enough and and maybe it's because like i don't really believe the same way i used to believe you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but like i don't like i I don't care enough to get upset about things that people do in an entertainment aspect yeah so i just like i don't know would this offended you years ago though um teenager me probably yeah. yeah i don't i don't think like early 20s or mid 20s i probably just would have been like i probably would have been like thinking it was weird yeah but i probably wouldn't have been offended teenager me would have been offended for sure you think so yeah even like because i was i was like you know deep in the sauce at that point well i i know that you're people don't know you like i do because yeah. we, we've known each other for so long but i think back in but i mean like you were watching when undertaker was in the ministry of darkness like you were yeah. that was that was did that offend you though the same way uh yeah i found it very very weird yeah i did too and i and, I, and i've told this story before i remember watching raw my dad walks in and like he's literally sacrificing midian yeah on the on the stage that was like the first like a weird thing i remember yeah happening and the the, the the crucifixion may have already happened i don't know but, but of course that's the moment your dad walks in right but it was yeah. just like that was such a over-the-top thing and then the throne all that stuff was just so like creepy yep. you know and, and it was designed to be that yeah i've heard if you go back and watch it it's actually kind of like campy very very hokey yeah i don't know i haven't watched it but i could see where people would say that and that being said it's like he's like what are you what are you watching yeah wrestling yeah hmm. 
<laughs> doesn't seem like wrestling to me, you right. know, and that's, but at the same time, they're trying to be edgy. They're trying to get the people that are turning to Nitro to be like, what the hell is this? What and am the, I watching? And it was, it was, it was a different time back then. And see, like, I've always been kind of drawn to that stuff a little bit, but more like as a teenager, it was more out of curiosity. Like, like what, what is this? Yeah. What, what is what this it, bad stuff I hear about? Right. Like this, what is the stuff that I'm supposed to stay away from? Yeah. You know? And so like it, like it didn't, it didn't offend me. Like it probably like should have, but like it, it really did weird me out when I, when I used to watch the undertaker do that stuff. It did. It did me too. And I think that was the idea. That mm -hmm. was the heat. like, Oh, gross. Yeah. I don't like that guy. You know, like I want my hero, the beard drinking yeah. foul mouth, stone cold, Steve Austin. To, I, yeah. I remember thinking the straight, straight of society. CM Punk was like way too much. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I thought so just because, you know, you knew he was going to push it yep. a little too far, yep. you know? And I think his whole idea was, it was, I mean, it's kind of like a modern day MJF, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm better than you. Like, yeah. And that was kind of his thing. Like I'm, I'm better than you because I don't do any of this stuff and you should be like me. And, yep. and of course he grew his hair out and, you know, his beard. And he, he certainly did things to make that seem like a thing. Well, and even Seth Rollins, you know, uh, he, uh, was calling himself the modern day Messiah or the Monday night Messiah, whatever it was mm -hmm. he was calling himself and grew out his beard and hair. And I mean, he's always had the long hair, but grew out his beard and everything. And I think, I think probably WWE was like, mm, no, let's, let's cut that out. Let's do the drip God. Let's, or whatever and, he's doing now. And I think my, I, I think when I see things like that, like it almost feels element elementary to me, like in the sense that, like cheap now heat. it's cheap heat because I know these guys are atheists mm -hmm. and they're like trying to get under Christian's skin because they yeah. probably know that that's a majority of the, the fans of the company, especially like Midwest areas. Of yeah. Course, yeah. And so it's like, eh, you know, it seems a little, a little silly. contrived. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And it, that, that being said though, I, I don't feel like this is that that's what I think. No, is, I, like, I think this was just a move. Yeah. And I think had he wrapped the table in barbed wire, no one would have said a thing. No, nope. it's just the fact that he put it on his head, and I'm like, but how many times? Is, is that, I feel like that's a thing in wrestling. Like yeah. people do that. You know, I, I feel like it doesn't could, happen often. I could be wrong, but I've seen someone wrap a guy's head in barbed wire mm -hmm. and pile drive him before. Yeah, in like ECW. I'm, I swear, I've seen the whole like barbed wire crown of thorns like numerous times before. Yeah, yeah, and again, bad timing. It's, but all it takes is one person to notice it, and then it's like, oh, this is bad. I think this is the first time I've seen it on a big stage, like an sure. AEW, like national television show. But like I've seen it before. Yeah, definitely, definitely wild. Um, Kashida made some news. Left NXT. Yep. Um, he kind of, of course, he kind of came in at the height. I don't know, maybe at the height, but like when they were bringing in all the indie names. But it was close to the end of it. It was. Uh, Kashida was obviously a standout in yep. New Japan. I don't feel like he's done a lot in NXT. He's nope. been there for a little bit. He, I, I, when I saw this, I was super happy because the last I saw of him, he was in a tag team called Jacket Time, and I don't know why anybody approved that name, but it was a terrible name for a tag team. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I don't know who the guy he was tagged with. But was it like, a Japanese guy? It, it was a Japanese guy. He had like a silly gimmick, but like was Kashida still dressed like Marty McFly? Yep. The other guy had like a, a suit jacket and then just tights. And it was like, that's weird. And he had like long hair. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And so I, I was like, when he said that he was leaving, I was like, thank God. So I assume he's New Japan bound. I hope so. Uh, I think it'd be cool if he pops in at Forbidden Door. I mean, oh, he'll probably show up before that. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, we're going to talk about that later. But 
Yeah, I think this is probably a good move. You know, yeah. NXT is definitely different now, and yeah. Kashida is one of those guys that, as talented as he is, it's like you don't want to see him get lost in the shuffle. No, definitely not. Jack Evans also made some news announcing that uh, he's not renewing his contract with AEW. I don't know if that's his decision or their decision. Of course, he was in that tag team, uh, the Hybrid 2 mm-hmm. with uh, Angelico, who uh, I don't know much about either guy. In fact, anytime I would kind of browse their roster page, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're still there because they were there. They won they, as a team. Yeah. They were in a trios team with Ivelisse, I believe, in Lucha Underground. Right. Um, I think it was Ivelisse. Maybe it wasn't. But um, I, they they were good. But, like, they, there's something about those two guys that I don't really, like. Doesn't do anything for you? Doesn't do anything for me. And the thing is, is, like, Jack Evans has been around for a while. Like he was, ROH in, like, early 2000s. Well, and he was also in that uh, MTV wrestling show. Yeah, Wrestling Society X. Yeah, he was in that, too. Like, dude's been around. And so, like, you would think by now I'd be into it. But it's like, I don't know. There's something about him I just I don't really care for. Uh, but he's talented, super talented. He kind of falls in that category. I know he was a part of like the Hardy family office with like Butcher and the Blade yep. and Private Party. I think that was Matt Hardy's idea. Like, I want to get these guys over. Yeah. Which good for him for doing that. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm so this is kind of off topic, but I'm I'm so happy like the Butcher's getting more do love. You, do you see him versus Wardlow? I saw clips of it. Dude, well, it wasn't a super long match, but like it was just so badass, like him taking those shots from Warlow and then him doing the little like neck taunt that he does, like putting his fingers on his neck and sticking the, his tongue out. The Muda. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking you're badass, dude. Dude, there's something like the second that guy debuted, I was just like, I want to see more of this he, guy. He needs to be like a main baddie in, in that company. Like he needs to be like a guy either holding the title or constantly like thwarting the champion. Yeah, he's awesome. Like he, dude is badass. Like I know he's like kind of green to wrestling, but like he's got it. You know, he's got that fucking X factor. Well, and then like the the way he like marches around the ring on his knee. That's so badass. Super cool. I love the look. I love I love the team, the butcher and the blade. Yeah. Which is like what? That's amazing. I just love the fact that he's so big and imposing and not only that, he's ugly as shit. Yes. Like we don't have a lot of ugly as shit guys in professional wrestling. And like and he over accentuates it with like the stash and the hair. And that's just it. Like without all that, he might be handsome as fuck, but like, I don't know. <laughs> but like the fact that he has that big ass mustache and he's got the hair where he's kind of balding, but he keeps the long hair. It's like, that's amazing. He looks grizzled. Yes. And I think there's something to be fair. Like I remember undertaker kind of took some heat a while back. Cause he's kind of talked about back in his day, all these like crusty men, like, yeah. like just like nasty type men. And I'm like, yeah, because now guys are more into their looks, but it's like I get what he's saying in the sense of like, because a guy like Butcher stands out now. Yes, because yeah. it's like, man, that guy, he's but he he doesn't look like a guy you'd mess with. Yeah, definitely not. He ain't rubbing baby oil on his muscles. Like yeah. you know, he's going out there to to fight. And I think there's there's definitely an element of that you need. Like if he took out Page, like Adam Page, mm-hmm. and like they announced the title match, you would buy it absolutely simply because of how he looks. If they put, if they decided tomorrow they're going to put him in the main event, I would buy the next pay per view. Yeah, like one hundred percent. I'm still waiting on the action figure for that for that guy. It's got to be the tattoos holding it up. I, I'm sure it's a complicated one. Yeah, but they pushed Malachi Black through. Oh, that's true. That's so. true. Or maybe they don't see the demand on the butcher yet, but they should. Shit, I do. Yeah, they definitely should. Uh, FTR made some news, of course. Um, well, interestingly enough, I don't know if you saw this in the Owen Hart Cup. They're facing each other. Uh, I can't wait for that. That's match. a 
really fun idea. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that uh, Tony Khan books that like has me like excited, but that is one match that I'm like, holy shit. That's like, a cool idea. That's something that you don't see very often as and, a tag team facing each other. And they're so into Bret Hart, both of them, mm-hmm. that it's like, that's pretty cool. Here's what I hope happens is I hope it's a double disqualification and it goes to a time limit draw. And yeah, they both get out of the tournament. That, that makes sense. Like, uh, just because like I don't, or the first round's a three-way with someone else. That would be cool, too. Like, they both move on. Yeah. That would... But, like, I, I'd hate for them to actually, like, one of them beat each other. You know what I mean? I think Dax is probably going to win. You think so? That's what I think. But, I mean, maybe not. Yeah. Because he's such a Brett guy, and the fact that it's the Owen Hart Cup, like... It's going to be a damn good match, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I like the fact that they're doing the men's and the women's. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that's really fun. Yeah. And I'm hoping at Double or Nothing, they finally show the Owen Hart figure. Oh yeah, because it's obviously announced it's coming in unmatched series six. So yeah, I think that'll be the perfect time. Yeah, the Owen Cup and everything for sure. But uh, FTR made some news because WWE is interested. Yep, again, big shocker, big shocker. I mean, because obviously they're doing very well for themselves. Um, I guess AEW has an option to pick up their contract for one more year, which I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, do you think they'll move on beyond that? Uh, I I feel like there's nothing for them in WWE. I don't either. Like, I mean, WWE is very wrestle RK bro. I mean, well, that's not that's not knocking them. It's just like, come on. Like, I love the tag team of RK bro, but like, there is that tag team, and then who who have they not wrestled? In oh, WWE? I think they wrestled everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing new for them right now, and not only with tag teams uh, that they probably still haven't even wrestled yet in AEW, there are they have the freedom to go to Mexico, to go to Ring of Honor, to go to Impact. They have the freedom to go to New Japan. Like, they have the freedom to go wherever they want right now. Why would they squander that to be solely a WWE tag team? I don't think they would. And Because they I offered don't think they would them, either. They offered them big money to yeah. stay. Now, that being said, would they have been the first two they cut when they started making budget cuts? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But they offered them big money to stay, and they turned that down. I can't imagine Tony Khan matched that. I could be wrong, but they they left, you know, or were released. I don't know the specifics of it, but they ended up leaving and coming to AEW relatively quickly. Yeah. So I don't see them going back unless it's just like so much money you can't not take it. I guess yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, but uh, I'm I'm not shocked. I think with them being the ROH Tag Champions, there's a lot of potential there. Yep. If they were able to get a deal with NWA, I think that would be, they would love to be. NWA. I didn't even mention them. I forgot about them. They would love to be NWA tag champions. I'm sure. Yeah, I think absolutely. what they're, what they're doing, winning all these tag titles is kind of a, a little bit like Matt Cardona, like winning all this stuff and yeah, kind of walking around with all these titles. It's kind of a cool thing though. Absolutely. It is. It, it's very, uh, the first person I ever saw do that was Ultimo dragon. Yeah. Had like 10 titles that he walked around with. Yep. And it's like, I, when guys do that, it's cool as shit. According to my good friend uh, Simon Gotch, he told me one of the titles is actually the WWF Martial Arts title that had really? been defunct for like years. Really, but it mostly defended in Japan, and like yeah, that was one of the titles he won, and he was on WCW with. But like, like it almost went unnoticed because it was so long ago. Yeah, I'm like that's crazy. But I, I yeah, dude, the nine titles that was super cool. Yeah, well, and and it was one of those. There were so many of them. I, I saw a picture just recently, and I couldn't really make out what they were but like a, like two or three of them looked like just nwa championships and it's mm-hmm. like i didn't really know what they were but you know it's but it's still just the 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 visual aspect of it super cool you don't know that much about the guy yeah he has really cool gear 
and he's an amazing in the ring, but it's like he has all these belchers. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Well, and, I think there's pictures of, like, Dan Severn with, like, two or three, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that looks badass. It just, it just, it makes him look like a, like a, that's not a guy I'd mess with. Look at all these right. belts this guy has. Right. Yeah, definitely a cool look. Um, Tony Khan and New Japan have officially announced Forbidden Door. It's going to be taking place in June in Chicago. An AEW New Japan Super Show on pay-per-view. You, we kind of talked beforehand. You were kind of like, ah, I don't know if this really interests me. This is a cool idea, though. You have to admit that. Yeah, very cool idea. Here again, it's not a forbidden door if it's a, if it's an agreement. You know, like it's not forbidden. Shit, man. That name. No, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> it's because it is a forbidden door. It's like two companies working together. That doesn't always happen. Yeah, but the, the for, it's not a forbidden door because they've already been involved with each other. There's already been New Japan guys there. Well, true, but not like, not in this capacity, though. Maybe not, but that's still. I'm not. sure this was planned long ago. I'm sure, but like all the pandemic stuff stopped it. Because I mean, I know, like that one pay per view, um, Kojima worked Moxley, mm-hmm. and I, I know Suzuki's been there a few times. And wasn't Kenta supposed to be there a couple of times? I, I think he were, did work one match, did he maybe, because he was feuding with Moxley at the yeah, time for the yeah. U.S. title. But yeah, I mean, this to me like. This is a, a fun idea because it, this opens up so many different possibilities for things. Title matches, I think that would be, I mean, amazing. I don't exactly know what they have planned for this. I still feel like the biggest money match is Punk and Kenta, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of been like a thing for, geez, how long? I mean, since we found out that's where he got the move from. Yeah. You know. Especially with Kenta not liking it. Yeah. I know that. He pissed him off. Yeah. Because he didn't even change the name. Punk's idea was like, well, I'm not going to change the name. That's disrespectful. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, Kenta comes up with this badass finisher and. You steal it. And then you're the one that gets over with it the most. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I get that. And the, the the real bullshit thing about it was when Kenta actually went to WWE, they didn't want him using it. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a shit. I forgot about that. That was shit, wasn't it? Because I remember he finally did it to Tyler Breeze. And it was a it was a huge moment when he finally did it. But yeah. Like, yeah, they didn't really like him using it. Because I think he ended up hurting somebody after he started using it. And they took it away from him again. You're right. Yeah. Man, he had, did anyone have a worse run in WWE than Kenta? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he didn't. He, he got injured, if I'm not mistaken. He got injured a couple of times. And after that, it was... I mean, I feel like Samoa Joe's kind of rivals it, but Samoa Joe was even more heavily featured than Kenta was. Yeah, but at least Joe had some good moments. Yeah. Like he, you know, won the NXT title, had some, he had, I think he won it like three times, actually. He had some yep. good matches. He was on, you know, had a match with Brock on pay-per-view. Not many people could say that. Like, he had some good stuff. It just. He was like the only legitimate threat to Brock, I felt like, for like a couple of years. Yeah, I thought I thought they should have carried that out a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Then they wrestled like Great Balls of Fire or something. Yeah. Dumbest name for paper. I'm still shocked that that was a thing. It's like, wait, what? That's real? I mean, it's it's kind of funny, but like, I don't know. Just bad, though. Yeah. Just so bad. But yeah, uh, so the Forbidden Door, um, I don't know what they have planned. Like, do you think this is a yearly thing? Do you think this is a working agreement to where they're going to have? Because I think it'd be cool if an AEW guy's in the G1. Absolutely. You know, and uh, or they'd send it like FTR to do the World Tag League. I think yeah. that would be fun. Like, yeah. There's a lot that they can do here if they're able to continue to work together and stuff. Yeah, I think Tony Khan just needs to make sure to keep them happy, you know? Yeah. Because um, I, I feel like New Japan doesn't really need AEW. 
Well, but I, but does AEW need New Japan? No, they don't need each other. But like, I feel like AEW wants it more than New Japan wants it. It could be, I and so I think a Tony Khan just needs to make sure he keeps them happy. Yeah, you know, I mean that that doesn't necessarily mean like bow to his every whim, but just to, don't be like WWE would and just piss him off for no reason. I feel like we're at a point now where this like. This is just something different that's like, wow, we haven't really seen that. Because I know WCW did a lot of business with New Japan back in the day, but yep. I never felt like it, it was ever deemed as big a deal. And, and now, and that to me, is because like if you have a New Japan guy come over, he's wrestling Eddie Guerrero. He's not wrestling like, you know, Macho Man. Right. I mean, sometimes they did some stuff, but for the most part, it was like a undercard match to uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah bonus match stuff. So I feel like this make them making this a big deal. And new Japan, in my opinion, has lost a lot of steam over the last few years. Yes. And that, that's like, not even with COVID. It's just like a lot of their buzzworthy stars were gone. And so, well, and, and before AEW, I mean that, I mean, that's a 90% of their big names were old new Japan guys. Mm-hmm. And, it's just the fact that those happen to be like American talent that were huge in new Japan. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of the crossover uh, fandom from new Japan is the guys that, you know, were American, you Mm -hmm. know, that's why we were drawn to new Japan for a little while because it was like American guys in there just kicking ass. Yeah. And I mean, not to say that there's not talented Japanese talent, but like that's, I think that's what drew America to new Japan. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I do. There's still some Okada, like Tanahashi. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of amazing Naito. talent still in new Japan, but like you're right. They've lost a lot of steam losing like the main parts of the bullet club, you know? Well, cause I think the bullet club was the thing that got them over. Yes. As far as people like, Oh damn, these guys are great over here. And so I think with, um, with what's happening now, them doing this, I, I think we, we could see so many like just potentially fun matches mm-hmm. that people aren't expecting. And I, I think that that's a cool thing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's a cool idea. Do we see a rebirth of the bullet club? You think? I think it's incredibly possible. Yeah. I, I mean, think you think, too. you think about it. Like I was talking, I was talking at the beginning of the show. I don't know if there's a logo that rivals NWO. I would say bullet club is probably pretty damn close. Oh, it's the modern day NWO for yeah. sure. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was like the first, wrestling non WWE wrestling shirt that went into hot topic. Right. Yep. Yep. Like without that, like would there be wrestling shirts and hot topic that aren't WWE dude without bullet club? I'm not even so sure there'd be an AEW. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's a very good point. I mean, but like, you think about it, look how many guys were in the bullet club, Omega yeah. and you know, uh, Cole Balor. Yeah. AJ the Styles. And you know, a lot of people have been saying Balor might be leaving. What do you think? You think he will? I don't know. It, to me, it, I feel like it's probably time because I don't think where I think where he's at right now is probably about as far as Vincent Mann's willing to let him go. Yeah. Um, I think him becoming the first ever universal champion was a triple H move. Oh yeah. And I think him getting injured was, um, the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Never recovered. No. And you know, when's the last time we saw the demon? Uh, I, was it when he won the United States championship? Maybe. Did he do it then? I don't know if he did or not. I feel like it was, they brought it out one time recently. It's been, I feel like it's been a while, but it, it's yeah. It was one of those things. They don't really let him do very often anymore. And it used to be like every big match. We'd yeah. see the demon. And, but once he came back from injury, they kind of like mixed it, 
Yeah. Um, but which he, is weird as shit to me because that's your license to print money right there between Dude. him and the fiend. Like, why the hell would you stop those two? You're right. I mean, that's one of those things where you're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not doing that anymore. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know. Um, but I, I could see him going somewhere. I, I would love to see a return of Prince Devitt because now I'm way more familiar with him. The first time I saw him was when you and I watched that, um, the progress, progress show. show and he was in the Joker garb. And I was like, holy shit, this dude's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to see a new version of him and him, like, if he came back and, like, restarted up the Bullet Club with some folks, that'd be cool as shit. See, I think Cody right now, the thing that he's done is what has made probably everyone open their eyes. You need to leave when you're stuck in the mid-card. Yes. Go make get yourself over and come back as a main eventer. And I think that's what WWE wants. Yeah. I don't. I, I think they want their mid gu- mid card guys to leave and go make a huge name because all that does is benefit WWE. Right. Like when you're like like uh, swimming in the mid card, like you're not making them money. Alistair Black, Cesaro. Yes. So and, many other guys. And, and I mean, the thing is, is like Alistair Black, he can't really come back right now. Like, because I feel like he's still not a huge name. No, but I mean, he's also probably still in like a three-year deal. But but like, had like let's say like had Rusev, Rusev not get Miro, had he not gotten injured, like uh, whenever he did and been away for so long, like I felt like if he would have kept that momentum as the Redeemer Miro, like holy shit, like the stuff he was doing as the Redeemer Miro with that TNT title, like and how he kind of and how he kind of got in really good shape. Yeah, you know? like yeah. that was money. And so I guarantee had he kept in. When he comes back, he could snap right back into it. Oh, for sure. But like, I felt like if he does that, and then a couple of years from now he's AW champion, does that for a while, like, dude, we could see him back in WWE if he if he decided he wanted to and be a top guy there again. Sure, you know. Yeah, and I I think it'll happen more and more. You yeah, know, I don't I don't know specifically, but I I'm still of the mindset like once Vince passes, like things in WWE is probably going to change. Oh yeah. And probably for the better. I don't. I don't know who's going to be taking it over, but I, I still think it'll be for the better once he passes. No, yeah, I, I agree. As sad um, as that is to say, <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, though. It's the truth. I mean, a lot of people are kind of wondering about this Nick Khan, Nick Khan, whatever his name is. This that guy, motherfucker, needs to be fired. Who is this guy? Like, how does he just show up out of nowhere and like all have all this power? Isn't that weird? It 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 makes it's like a Mandela effect. It's like, well, who the, f- who the hell is this guy? I think what had happened. I mean, the only thing I can think of that could have happened was they just like, um, Charles minor. Like yeah. he was like, I got hired. He's like, do you have experience in paper? Like, no, he just wanted a good manager. Yeah. It's so it's like, same with this Nick Khan guy. He's probably had experience as his position, but knows nothing about the wrestling business. But he's looking at paper. It's like, why do we have all these guys? Right. And so we can he, make a lot more money if we let some of these guys he's go. He's probably a very good businessman, but knows zero about the wrestling business. So he's just looking at numbers like we're paying this guy this amount of money. Dude, let's cut him. We get that money back. Right. You know what I mean? So like he's looking at probably dollar value and just making smart business moves, but like and and maybe he was the one that suggested the peacock deal. I don't know. And he could be, but I just I don't know. I don't. I he's a guy I wish was gone because like it, it would be different if he was making business decisions like that were based on him being a wrestler and taking that into account. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, last bit of wrestling talk here. Ric Flair shown uh, training in the ring with Jay Lethal, actually <laughs> wrestling around. Yeah, at seventy two. What'd you think about that? Yeah, I loved it, man. Like, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I don't think he's probably training to get back into the ring. Uh, I hope not. Yeah, he said he, before, like I go right now. Like he he's kind of always thrown that out there. He's a guy that I probably feel like could like 
go when he's in a coma. You know what I mean? Like it's probably just you know muscle memory, like legitimately muscle memory. I know him. he said before he's like it's for me it's a cosmetic issue at this point, which he's probably right. I get it. I mean, yeah. it's probably the same reason why Sting wears a t-shirt. Yeah, know? you're right. I mean, like I don't think anyone needs to see Ric Flair shirtless in no. 2022, but watching him roll around with Jay Lethal, it's like well, he's taking bumps, he's moving around. It's like wow. Kinda, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit like. A little shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, super shocking. I mean, it's but he looked good. You know, he got got right back up after that that little uh little bump he took, and yeah, I dig it. Speaking of Sting, did you see you took another balcony dive though? Dude, is that going to be the Sting of of AEW? Just like taking bumps he wouldn't take in the nineties. Like, I what, what is this man doing? My grandpa, stop it! Is it's weird, isn't it? Yes. Like I'm so worried that one day he's just going to take it. Like somebody's not going to catch him the way yeah. they should, and yeah. it's going to hurt him. Well, and that's the thing, and I, again, people not in the business won't understand this. It's actually more dangerous to dive on a group of people than one guy. Yeah. And I'll explain why. When you're amongst a group of people, it's kind of hard to know where to catch. Yeah. Because you don't exactly know the trajectory of, is, is he going to jump short? Is he going to jump far? You kind of have to all seemingly work together. Mm. And so, like, if if you're jumping at me... And I'm the only one catching you. I'm sorry, I'm backing away from my mic. But, but you can one. move under the guy. Well, I can move, and I but I know where I need to catch you at. Yeah. If there's a guy next to me, and you're more on his side than you're on mine, he might think I'm catching, Oof. and I might think he's catching. The next thing you know, and it happened to a local guy here. He kind of his name's Justin Lee. He was on my podcast. You know, it's fake right a few months ago. We kind of talked about it, like because he did a dive off the top rope to the floor and basically went straight to the floor. Oh Jesus! Like no one even like one hand touched him because it's like. You just assume everybody's going to do their job. And, and I know that that's easier said than done, but when you're kind of in the middle of a guy, it's kind of hard to know which part you're catching. You know, because yeah. it's just – and the idea is if there's enough people around, like if he just jumps in the middle, he's going to get caught because there's right. all these people. But that doesn't always happen. If you notice in that dive, he almost smacked his face on the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they slowed him down, but still. Yeah. that's I mean, that's dangerous no matter what age you are. Super dangerous. So I, I hope they don't make that a habit and like, hey, let's save that for pay-per-view. Like, and, and maybe that's one of those things. Maybe he realized he almost like busted his face. Maybe he's like, well, maybe we should slow down on that. <laughs> I love the idea of him ripping the mask off. I think that's the fact that he's still doing that and that's something he's done since the 90s. I think that's super cool. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love that aspect. But like I was saying about the catching, it's it's so easy to be off a little bit. And it's not yeah. like it's an intentional thing. It's just sometimes it's harder with multiple people. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so, um, but no, I, I love Sting. I do too. And I hope he continues to do it. I, he seems happy doing it, yeah. so. Seems like he's having fun, and that's, I feel like that's what your uh, job should be, is fun. Big time, exactly. Well, we got some movie and TV talk. Why do say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break of Bay of the Movies here. This is all right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Uh, Big underscore Bane, Netflix making some news about how I guess they lost like almost like 250,000 subscribers in the last few weeks mm-hmm. um, to the point where they're almost like re, almost rebranding to a degree, like yeah. doing a, an ad based. Thing and then apparently cracking down on password sharing, right? Yeah, man, I feel like they're they're the Napster of streaming services to the point where they might put themselves out of business. Yeah. I could, I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but no, you're exactly right. I mean, it's 
when it's five bucks for a subscription almost anywhere else you're like yeah okay when it starts being like 15 20 that's when you're like i don't know i think hulu's like uh my second most expensive and it's like 12 yeah and that's for ad free right yep and because i think ads is like seven or eight 7.99 i believe unless they've changed it but yeah um but i'm paying 20 bucks a month right now for netflix and i don't get on it yeah and if they're gonna start adding ads i mean i I, that's probably not gonna add this is probably not gonna be the 20 dollar price point i think that's that the idea is to do ads at a cheaper price point for people but they 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 already have the 9.99 as the cheaper price point you know what i mean but it's like you only get 420p for the streaming oh they don't do hd which is ridiculous like i didn't realize that like it i would be back at 999 if it wasn't for the fact that it's like shitty youtube you know uh quality you know what i mean like well that that's to me okay so i'm going back a little bit here i remember i was a part of a guy that ran a wrestling cup i was helping him run a wrestling company as you know Mm -hmm. and he kind of took it over and the prices for the tickets at the time were seven dollars and ten dollars yeah he said that's too cheap i agree yeah. But that's what people are used to paying. Yeah. Well, I want to up them to 10 and 15. Okay. That's not unreasonable. I don't think for live event wrestling, but guess what? People stop sitting in the front row. Right. Because it's an extra $5 and you're a foot in front of the person behind you. Like who cares? Yeah. So, all right, that's it. $15 across the board. I'm like, well, you have to understand that you've doubled your ticket price. Yeah. So people are going to stop coming. You have to gradually raise that. I think Netflix has done that. Mm-hmm. little by little but now over the course of a few years people are like wait a minute when this like six bucks before yeah like why the hell is it so expensive now yeah and like you said it's the hd quality it's the multiple accounts it's all these things i think it's catching up with them man absolutely it is because there's nothing on there and they, the thing is is they've lost all their licensing for like you know all the good stuff mm-hmm. i mean because everything everybody has their own streaming service now and everybody has competitive prices netflix does not and so they they've lost all of that they're like paramount plus i think it's like 4.99 yeah something. like so it's like yeah, yeah. okay easy I, I went ahead and resubscribed to shutter because i saw it was only six bucks i was like okay i'm not gonna miss six extra dollars right like so uh, i mean but like if if shutter would have been like 12 or 13 i'd be like okay no there's nothing really on there that i need for 13 dollars a month right. <laughs> you know what i mean but the fact that it's only six i'm like okay whatever but like netflix being 20 dollars a month that's a tank of gas for me almost you know what i mean and so it's like yeah i could i I should probably skip out on netflix and i just they've lost all their their uh all all the the good shows they they, their original content has been crap over the last several years the only two i was telling you off air the only two good shows that we watch is uh cobra kai and stranger things stranger things is about to wrap up with these next two that they have coming out and cobra kai would be the only one left so i'll just wait until it comes out subscribe for a month watch it all and be done well see that's what i've kind of wondered why people i think the reason people haven't done that before is because it wasn't that expensive right you know seven eight bucks you're like okay i'll just keep it yeah because you don't you don't miss seven dollars but if but like you said if it's 20 bucks a month yeah but then also to that 20 plus the five here the six here the seven there yeah next thing you know you're like damn i'm paying 70 dollars a month for streaming services paying cable Yeah, yeah absolutely so I think what they need to do is kind of restructure and realize like, okay, we've upped our prices too much. Mm-hmm. We've priced ourselves out of people wanting to buy it. If, if you're going to pay that much more than other places, it damn well needs to be worth it. Yes. And right now it's not. No. And I, so I'm, I'm in agreement with you. But I mean, I don't get on Netflix hardly at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. And then, I mean, the, 
the thing is, is like I think of all these things that like are four ninety nine. Like Disney's what eight bucks? I think it's eight now. So seven ninety nine. But dude, that that that's also commercial free. Commercial free, but like it has the majority of things that I'm into. Yeah. On that streaming service, I mean HBO and, Max. I think was like fifteen, but now it's you can get a, a deal for ten with ads. Maybe it's still free for me because it's connected to my AT and T account. Yeah, and so like I don't even pay for that service, and that that's right there with Disney Plus. Like I'm on between that uh, between HBO Max, Disney Plus, and Peacock. Those are like the three main ones I use. Mm-hmm. Like I'll use Hulu every now and then, but like I keep that for if I want to watch Raw or something like that sure. or on a whim, you know. Um, but well, it's kind of like Paramount Plus. My dad has that one. I don't use it a lot, but it's kind of fun that it's there. Yeah. I mean, like for the nostalgic of like the Nickelodeon. But then right. there's like that new Halo show I want to check out, and it's a pretty fun show, right? And then there's all those new uh, Ninja Turtle movies that are coming mm-hmm. out. Like that's kind of cool. So I'm like, there's a lot there. Yeah, and uh, and they they honestly like their own brand movies. They're, they're putting on there quicker. Like I know Jackass Forever was already on there. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You, I, I had no plan to watch that, but since it was there, I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. So I almost bought, uh, went ahead and bought that new Batman movie on Voodoo. It's like 32 bucks, right? It was, uh, I think it was, I saw 29.99, maybe it was 32, but I could be wrong. I, I don't, don't remember, but it was but, expensive. Yeah. But yeah, 30 bucks, whatever, give or take a couple dollars. But like, I almost went to buy it. And before, right before I clicked, I got a notification from HBO Max saying, like, stream the new Batman movie. And I'm like, well, hell yeah. Save yeah. me $30, you know? And so I watched it's smart. Yeah. I mean, it's super smart. And so and, like if you didn't have HBO max, let's say it's not connected to your phone bill, but you never subscribed and you're about to buy a $30 movie. You're like, Oh, I can subscribe to this for one month for 15 or $15. $10 or yeah. yeah. So cheaper. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those things where like Netflix is when they used to be like the innovators of streaming. Now they're playing catch up. Yeah. And that's not a good place to be in. They should it's have not. constantly continued to be the innovators of streaming. I think they were of the mindset, and I've seen people do this, where it's like, this is way too cheap. Yeah. Our stuff's way too good. It should be a lot more expensive. So mm-hmm. they've upped it almost like, how many times have we talked on here? Well, Netflix is going up again. Yeah. Netflix is going up again. Netflix mm-hmm. is going up again. And the thing is, is it, at one point, it was too good to be $10 a month. Yeah. And I understood when they bumped it up to twelve ninety nine. I yeah. understood even when they bumped it up to fifteen or whatever it was. But like now, the yeah. fact that it's twenty and like a big majority of the shows that I watched have now been canceled, right? And then and then them saying like, "Hey, we're cutting down password sharing." So yes. now, like the idea of like, so like they, they they innovated the accounts. So like now for password sharing. Now my kid who lives in Edmond can't log into my account unless I log out type of thing. And Is that how that works? I, I mean, I think, but like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's about multiple devices being logged in yeah. outside of a network, you know? And so it's like, okay, like that's my kid. He's in college. Like, why can't he log in? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, like, and that, or like he can, but you can't. Be. Right. Right. So all of a sudden it'll be one of the things you're watching and then it'll probably cut off. Yeah. Or it won't let him log in. Well, cause too. I knew, I knew Hulu was like that at, it for a while. It was like when I was watching it, he couldn't watch it, Yep. you know, or when he was watching it, I couldn't watch it. And it's like, well, this is dumb. Yeah. You know, but I think they've changed that now. They have now. And they also allow accounts on there. Yes. And so it's one of those things where I think ultimately the idea, at least in my opinion, and me and you don't know shit about this, right? No. But my I've thought, never built a streaming service. <laughs> just in case anyone's curious. Yeah. Um, my thought on this is you want to ultimately make the customer feel like, oh, this is a good deal. Yeah. When you start taking things away, mm-hmm. 
that's when they're like, yeah, screw this. I'm out. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And I think that's what is happening. It's that it's like that in business in general, you know, like if you supply, like if you said like my, my company is a great example. If you supply a service and I start saying like, well, Hey, we're up in the price, you know, it's going to piss people off, but they're going to be like, okay, I understand. But then if we go, Hey, we're up in the price, but we're also just not going to do this anymore. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Like I, I can find somewhere else to go. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you do in a certain sense it's, have to keep people happy. You're taking advantage of their dollar. At this yes. Point because they don't have to give you that dollar. Absolutely not. Especially when you're a luxury service, like a streaming service, right? Like no one needs entertainment. Well, and I had heard Netflix made the statement like, yeah, our numbers really shot through the roof with COVID because people are at home. And I'm like, yeah, people, people yeah. watch bullshit like the tiger King. Right. Who but in I, any other reality, nobody would give a fuck about. Right. Like, that, would that have been a hit without COVID? Hell no, it wouldn't. <laughs> well, well, but not to mention that, like, who didn't have Netflix in 2020? Right. I mean, come on. Right. Most people did. So I don't know if I buy that. I It's it's one of those things I think they thought that they were better than everybody. Yeah. And so they just kept up in their price. And all of a sudden people are like, yeah. I mean, even WWE Network, remember when they launched, it was ten ten nine ninety nine a month, $10. Mm-hmm. Didn't seem like too much. Nope. But they're like, but it's a six-month commitment. And everyone's like, I don't know. Yeah. They did a six-month commitment? Initially. Really? Yes. I don't it was, a, it was a six-month commitment. I don't think that affected me or you because we wanted to. I, th- I think maybe maybe not because we were like, oh, we're going to subscribe anyway. Like, basically, you couldn't cancel for six months. Okay. But then they quickly were like, let's drop that. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Because remember, initially, they didn't have a shitload of subscribers either. Yeah, that's right. And, and of course, they launched it the first day. I'm like, this is badass. Let's watch Halloween Havoc 91. It's a guilty pleasure for me. It doesn't work. Yeah. Let's watch this. Doesn't work. Yeah. Let's watch that. Doesn't work. It's like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. I think if I remember right, the only thing I could watch was that live feed. Yes. Yeah. The first few days. Yeah. The first few days were kind of a train wreck, but once it got going, I'm like, damn, this is amazing. Yeah. And you know, then little by little, it kind of all changed. Now it's on Peacock and it's like, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. And they're kind of updating it. I don't know if you've noticed. It's gotten quite a bit better, but it's still not up to par with what the WWE network was. Yeah. So it, I don't know. It is what it is, but hopefully Netflix realizes the where the problem is and like, Hey, you need to fix that or people are going to be leaving. Yeah. They'll, they'll be right back in blockbuster shoes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike Tyson made some news. Um, I love this story. So, okay. There's like a list of people. Okay. So like Will Smith mm-hmm. going back to that, he didn't slap Mike Tyson across the face. He could have. He could have, but he but didn't. he didn't. Why not? Why do you think he didn't slap Mike Tyson? Because <laughs> Mike Tyson would beat the shit out of Will Smith. Yeah, I don't care how old he is. I remember watching this video of him, I and mean, he's got the gray beard and everything. And he's like showing a young kid like footwork. That 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 video, that video still video. pops up on my uh, feed every now and then. And you're just like, this guy's freaking scary. Yeah, he's out of shape. He's in his mid fifties, but yeah, scary moves like a cat. I mean, I remember Chris Jericho saying they did that thing on Raw where he's holding the pads. It's like a vignette and Tyson's punching. And he's like, I felt like my shoulders were going to dislocate. <laughs> like, that's the power this guy has. He's like, he's like, he's not hitting full power, but I'm like holding the pads going like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this dude is insane. Yeah. So why would you mess with him on an airplane? I I think I think it's one of those things like. It's kind of. Uh, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you know he can kick your ass and so it's almost like you're just kind of like he probably knows he can kick your ass too so like he won't do anything about it because he doesn't need to prove it right what started this so the video i saw the guy's kind of just like talking shit to him and then eventually tyson jumps over the seat 
or like kind of leans over and starts punching the guy. I think at first it was like, cause his buddy was across the row. Okay. Um, cause I saw a different video where the guy was like the buddy across the aisle was filming him. Like we got Mike Tyson right here. And his like, his buddy's kind of like, like tapping his shoulder and talking to him and stuff like that. I think at first it was like, dude, Mike Tyson's right here. Like, holy shit. Sure. And then like, and I can understand that. Be respectful. Dude, if, if if Mike Tyson was on the plane with me, sitting right in front of me, um, the most I would do is look at him, and if I made co- eye contact, give him the head nod, and that'd be it. Like, I would not even say, like, holy shit, you're Mike Tyson. Big fan. I wouldn't even say that because I would not. I don't know what type of day he's having. Right. Like, I don't know if he's in a pissed-off mood and just ready to beat the shit out of everybody. Like, I would just leave that man alone. I saw a picture pop up around this time about like being respectful to celebrities and it showed a kid. It looked to be like a gas station bathroom Mm -hmm. and he's like taking a picture, smiling real big and like Randy Orton's washing his hands. Oh God. And he just looked like really, really kid. But I mean, but I think sometimes because you're like not expecting right to see him. Right. Right. Randy Orton stands out. Yeah. He's a six, four giant tattooed. Like, I mean, he's going to stand out, but it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. I think, Anytime you can just show a little bit of tact, it goes a long way, yep. at least in my opinion. Yep. And so um, not drawing attention to it, but maybe like, you know, after the planes landed, like, hey, man, I just want you to know I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I, I followed your whole career. thought you were hilarious in The Hangover. Yeah. Something like that. But even I wouldn't do that. I'd be too like, I'd be too nervous that he's going to be pissed off and that I even bothered him. Sure. But let's say you're a famous rapper. Would you be offended by that? If somebody, if somebody was respectful, they weren't drawing oh, attention no. and they were just like, Hey man, no. I'm a big fan of your stuff. No. Like that's, that's a, that's a nice day. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, I appreciate it. And then just carry on. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I was on, when I was going to Japan, I think the third time I, I flew from Tulsa to Chicago mm-hmm. on the plane was an actor named Mark Boone jr. Okay. Who is in sons of Anarchy. He's also the dirty cop and Batman begins that he holds upside down. It's like, where are the drugs? Oh yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I'm looking like, as he walks in, I'm like, yeah. That's that dude. Yeah. And the guy next to me is like, is that the guy from Sons of Anarchy? And I'm like, I think it is. We're like, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, what's he doing in Tulsa? You know, like he wanted one of those weird things. Yeah. And. Which now, by the way, there's celebrities in Tulsa all the time because they film a lot of shit here now. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, I mean, Stallone's <laughs> filming something here, yeah. right? He's I mean, got so, a TV show that he's filming. Right. And so like they did that DiCaprio movie a few mm-hmm. months back, like right outside Tulsa. So yeah. And yeah. Zachary Levi lives here now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like Jessica, uh, not Jessica, Alba. Um, Beal. No, it's the chick who uh, was um, not Daredevil. The Daredevil Jessica the, Jones. No, the the from Jennifer the, Garner. Jennifer Garner. Uh, her her parents live in some Locust Grove. Oh, really? Yeah, and so she's here a lot in Locust Grove. Like, Crazy, yeah. which is a real small town, super small town. Yeah. yeah, they got like a little farm over there. Yeah, actually, I've heard that, and yeah. I remember thinking like, "Wow, that's weird." So she's here quite a bit too. Yeah, but like, and so I can understand if you're in Walmart and yeah. she's there, and you're like, "What?" That's a freaking Electra, you yeah, know, like, right. like Electra. That was what it was. Yeah. I don't know like, why I couldn't think of that. Like that would be like shocking. And yeah. I understand like people going nuts, but I think you have to be respectful. Of course. And so like, I saw that guy on like in the, like outside the airplane when we got off and he's sitting there. I can read body language. He was pissed off. Yes. So I didn't say anything. Yeah. I just walked by and I'm just thinking, well, that's really cool. Yeah. But I didn't like try to take a picture, you know, right. it's like, cause that's just, no one would want that to happen. Right. So I think a little tact goes a long way, in my opinion. No, I 100% agree. You know, yeah, I would be I would be really weirded out if um, I was 
in a in a restaurant somewhere and somebody just took a picture of me and I found out about it later. Sure. I mean, technically that's happened before and it pissed me off then too. I, I, I'm sure you remember that story. Yes, because it but it was done in a disrespectful way. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like yeah, shit shit like that is weird. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um definitely definitely bizarre. Uh so anyway, we got a little bit a uh, little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show we'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right. So I wanted to bring this up to you being that you're not really a collector of these, but to just get your thoughts. So Hasbro who does Marvel Legends, G.I. Joe. I mean, they do Star Wars, Power Rangers. They have a lot of big licenses. They do Fortnite now. Yep. Um, they announced that they're going to start moving away from plastic in their um, packaging, more cardboard. And so kind of like I know like the Fortnite figures, the new ones, I don't know if you've seen them. They have like a little hole cut in the cardboard so you can kind of see through it. Okay. Some of the Transformers are that way as well. Well, they showed off some new packaging for Marvel Legends, which looked to be... Like they're solid cardboard, and it's got a big picture of the figure on the uh, on the front, but there's no plastic. They're also charging more for this because I think cardboard's probably more expensive. Again, probably. I don't I don't know more printing and stuff. Yeah, um, action figures are already expensive, so now they're up into twenty five to sometimes even twenty seven or more. That seems like a little much to me. Yep. Um, again. There's companies like NECA that charge more, but a lot of their figures have like the, the book type case where it's like cardboard, but you open up, it's plastic so you can see it. Yeah. So I do get that. And they're a high end collectible company, not a toy company. It's a little bit different. Okay. So if you're a mint on card collector and you buy this, you never actually see the figure. Right. Is that weird? Super weird. Right. Yeah. Super weird. I know. I, to me that, that uh, makes it to where there is legitimately no point in getting that figure. Right. And so then me and Travis talked about this on TV Toycast a little bit. Like, okay, wait a minute. Why would they why would they do this? I mean, I get like it's an environmental mm-hmm. thing, but you yeah, you can recycle plastic too. You certainly can. Not to mention a lot of Menton card collectors don't open it. So they're not throwing that plastic away. Right. So is that a problem then? It's not a problem that's created, it's a problem that it's thrown away, right? Yeah. And and the thing is is like so we recycle um all of our cardboard. Uh, that we get from like Amazon and stuff like that. There's a there's a recycling bin like in the uh, school parking lot right down the road from us. We take all of our cardboard down there, which is great. I mean, and yeah. I I've worked for companies. I worked for a print shop company, and I used to cut paper mm-hmm. to make like brochures and stuff. And so all those scraps we put into a bin, a 55 gallon trash can. Yeah, and I remember like, are we gonna recycle this? No, it costs too much. Yeah. Just throw it away. And I'm just like. And I'm not the biggest but, green thumb type of guy, but I'm like, damn, that's a lot of paper to just yeah. throw away. So, I mean, it's but, good that people do that for but sure. My thing is, is like, it also takes plastic. Like they, they have in there the list of what you can put on there. So paper and plastic, paper, plastic, aluminum. Like you can put like, do they have to be bagged separately. No, it's just a big thing. I'm, I'm sure at the plant, I don't know what they do at the plant. They, right. It might just go in the trash pile with everything else. <laughs> right. But, but like, but I mean, I'm sure they have a processing thing where they will like split it all up, you know? Uh, but no, it's mostly people just put cardboard in there. But like, I have like an old uh, plastic trash can. I was like, as soon as I get that emptied, I'm going to take that down there mm-hmm. because it's like, they'll take it. So, yeah. I mean, but I, but I, but I get it. It's smart. It's right. good. It's good for you because it's right there and it's good for the environment. But, you're not just throwing it in the trash. And my whole point with that is like that can be recycled too. So like if I, if you're not a mint on car collector, you can take 
like I'm looking at this Hasbro right here. You can take the the cardboard along with that uh, plastic bubble. casing bubble and put it in the exact same bin because it's a recyclable. Right. And so it, it doesn't make any sense for it to be straight up cardboard to me. Yeah. And, and I, like I said, I just, I feel like also too, we've, we've dealt with a lot of figure swappers. Yeah. It back. It's not as, to me, it's not as noticeable now as it was like maybe two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. At least I'm not seeing them on the shelves. There's, there's a lot of people getting called out for it. And so that might be cutting it down a little bit. Well, to me, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's very clear. Like this is an old figure. It's beat up. It, I mean, come on. Yeah. And, and I get maybe the store employees don't give a shit. So they just take it back. But I'm, my whole stance is like, okay, if you do the return, that's on you, but you don't have to put that back out there to sell. Right. That's, that's another issue. So, Travis's point was, okay, so let's say I buy this new black costume Spider-Man. It's 25 bucks. I take it home. I pull out the figure. I put in a rock and a stick. Yeah. About the same weight. Can't tell. Tape it up. It looks nice. So now what? Yeah. That's just it. How do you know you're not getting a like, big old dildo when you buy one of these figures? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. And so it's like you need to have some kind of window in there Yeah. to be able to see the figure, I think. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be something to, I mean, and maybe they're worried about theft. You know, if if it's just open, but like 100 percent, I'm sure they are worried about. Yeah, that. but at the same time, like but buying it and then repacking it's theft, too. Yes, absolutely. It is. And so it's I don't know. It's it's just kind of a weird, weird thing. Yeah, I'm not sure I like it. I think I don't think they'll keep this up. I think it'll yeah. it'll be an experiment that they move past because I don't see people buying it if they can't actually, excuse me, see what it is. Not to mention pain apps have been an issue. Yep. Eyes printed crooked, things like that. So when you literally can't see the figure, do you want to buy them? And maybe they're trying to cut out MOC collectors. Maybe, okay, now that's an interesting thought. Maybe they don't like the fact that people are reselling these for so much. Okay. Well, there's that's a point. I mean, I, I don't know that to be true, but maybe that's it. Like you're kind of forcing people to open it up to check it out. Sure. And so, I mean, now you can still sell it with the box. Like we have the box and the box looks perfect. But, you know, it has been opened. No, so I'm not really into Funko anymore. I don't think you are either. Mm -hmm. But to me, a big factor that I liked about that is that I could open them. I could display them, but also keep the box and put them back in. Put it right back in, yeah. And uh, and I realized very quickly when I had a big Funko collection and I moved, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten gotten rid of most of my uh, pop vinyls that I had. The only ones that I keep are the uh, holiday ones. Mm -hmm. And I did keep the boxes on those just for storage purposes because they go right back in the tubs and I don't want them getting broken because I have some that I didn't think to start keeping the boxes until like it was They can get scuffed up pretty easy too. Scuffed up and like they bust. I mean, there's some, like I have a Deadpool that's just like one of the legs just straight up broke off. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, that sucks. Yeah, it, it definitely can happen. So, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting with the with what Marvel's doing. But as we're about to wrap up here, we're going to go back into our '90s Telewar tournament, the Nickelodeon edition. I'm going to pull up the bracket right now. Pull it up. So we had our, I believe this was our second semifinal match. We'll kind of do a recap of the tournament here. Of course, in the semifinals, Double Dare defeated uh, Doug in. Um, and moved on into the uh, finals, which yeah. a lot of people were disappointed about that. People love Doug. Yeah, I, I was disappointed by it. Uh, but you know what? Double dares, double dare. Yeah. Then we had Keenan and Kel versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. This was also a really close vote. And I'm going to tell you, I think you might be shocked. Keenan and Kel moves on. 50- I, 
I'm not shocked. 53% to 47%. You know what's funny is um, I'm not a huge All That fan yeah. because it was sketch comedy. Yeah. I love Keenan and Kel because it was a sitcom. I loved All That when I was a kid. Trying to rewatch that is one of the most painstaking tasks ever because it it's is not funny. Not funny. It is just over the top, obnoxious, and yeah. just just horrible. Yeah. Not not I haven't tried to watch it in a long time, but Amanda Bynes' sketch that she one of the one of the sketches she had. Of course that was like a little bit later in the all that series, but she would read like fan letters and oh stuff. Oh my god, one scream of the at people. Most atrocious sketches ever. Yeah, not not great. But uh Keenan and Kel moves on, so now we're gonna have our finals. Keenan and Kel versus Double Dare. What do you think, man? Uh I think Double Dare's taking it. I really do. I don't know. Keenan and Kel though. It's iconic. I feel like that would probably hold up today. Yeah, I mean, it. I feel like it embodied what a '90s Nick show was and what it should be. It was. I mean, it was. It was. It was Family Matters. It was Full House. It was kind right. of that same. You know, the main kid with his parents and his best friends, kind of goofy. Did we ever see Keenan's parents in there? Yeah, they were there. I don't remember them. His dad at all. was from Dawn of the Dead. The only thing I remember of that show was uh, was the store. Yeah, so like they showed Keenan's house, and he had a little sister really? that annoyed them. Yeah, she okay. loved Kel. I think I feel like I vaguely remember that. Yeah. But I don't really remember that. His dad is a very tall, bald man, I remember. Is that on Paramount Plus? I bet it is. I, I might have to go back and watch some of it. Most of the Nickelodeon shows are. Yeah. Which, it's funny, because I turned on Guts for my niece and nephew, because I'm like, hey, get ready to live. Were they bored as shit? Didn't care. Yeah. And I'm like, they were doing the game where they jump off the platform, jump down, grab the ball, come back, and then try to score a, a basket. Yeah. They're just like, nah. I'm like... They're going to climb the aggro crag. Do you yeah. understand what's yeah. happening here? <laughs> to be fair, like that whole thing was like a, a timepiece of that era. It was. Because I mean, it all is. American Gladiators was huge back then, too. And Guts was just a kid's version of American Gladiators. Yeah, it, it really was. But I, I don't know. It's just back in those days, I remember turning on Nickelodeon and like never changing the channel. Yeah, yeah that was me, the, too. Yeah. Back in the 90s. There's, I mean, Almost every one of these shows, when I watch that, the Orange Years, that that uh, documentary, almost every one of those shows, I'm like, I've watched all of these, you yep. know? Yep. I, I was a big, I, I switched between 33 and 32. That's what I did. Nickelodeon Disney. There it is. Yep. yep. That was that was it back in the day. And then once, uh, I mean, it, it depended because, I mean, like, there's yep. points where I was into Power Rangers and Batman and those were on 30. Fox and stuff. Yeah, that, that was Saturday morning, though. They were on after school, though, I, were they? I remember, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't really remember the after school. I just remember as soon as I came home, it would be 32, 33, and 34, because 34 was MTV. Okay. And um, and then I remember 42 being BET, so I would watch that for like the, the music videos when mm-hmm. they would have that going on. Because MTV used to be the music videos, yes. and then it became like its own channel. Reality shows and stuff like that. Celebrity deathmatch. Um, and then 29 was TNT, that was Nitro, and 34. Five USA USA that sounds right. It's weird yeah. though because or was it no thirty um, thirty four was USA thirty nine was MTV. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. I remember um, the house my parents are in now when they built that that neighborhood wasn't developed. Mm-hmm. So Cox Cable said that they weren't going to put cable in yet. Really? Yeah, for like a year. Oh, how did you guys live? They got a satellite dish. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, for like a year we got Direct TV, and so this is kind of a fun story. And I, to this day, did not do it. Yeah. They, they got a direct TV satellite dish, which was interesting because the channels were like 781, you know, like you couldn't remember. It was so random. Yeah. You couldn't remember the numbers. That's the first time I ever saw like the guide screen, which was fun. Yeah. But they get this massive bill in 
massive bill and there was like 40 porno movies ordered. Oh God. Yeah. And so was it you? No, it wasn't. But like who's, who's, <laughs> who's prime suspect number one, you, you? know? And so my Teenage mom looked at breaker. her and she goes, I'm not going to be mad. Did you order these? I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, I'm not that stupid. Yeah. I knew you'd get a bill on it. And I mean, like we looked up the times multiple were ordered like the exact same day, the exact same time. Oh, really? Yeah. And so my mom's like, I am not paying this. We did not order these. Yeah. And like, and I was the type, like if I ever wanted to order like a TNA pay-per-view or something, I was always going to like, Hey, is this okay? Like, yeah, I yeah. never just did it and thought I'll pay him later. That, yeah. that was never how I was, but they ended up switching to dish network and did that for like a year. And then once cable hit, we we're like, yeah, we're done with this. Yeah. Cause I'm, it sucked. Cause it would go out in like a thunderstorm. Yeah. I mean, just not a not a great thing. Some people still have satellite. And I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a dead technology now. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, remember it was like, whoa, you got a satellite yeah. dish because it was like multiple channels and all this crazy and the shit. Satellites were gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Took up the whole backyard. Yep. Crazy. Well, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. Of course, we want to. Those shout out to some of our podcasting buddies, like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott, dropping a show every Sunday, just like this show. And of course, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yep. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, uh, dropping a couple different shows, watch along, sports podcast, check them out as well. Yep. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Uh, they just dropped a show on 93 King of the Ring. That's a fun one. Oh, nice. Dude, I missed the King of the Ring. Yeah, I do, too. Bring I, that pay-per-view back. Well, I miss when it was taken seriously. Like yeah, because now it's just a gimmick change for a guy. Yeah, and it's like I, I love the fact that uh, Xavier Woods won it, but it's like... It needs to be its own pay-per-view. Well, it, it needs to be like he should have won it and it should have catapulted him mm-hmm. like, cause it just did nothing for him. He was, they used it as a joke because he was King Woods for a little bit, but it's like... I don't know. We I, I want it to be like the next big move for the guy. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, the Ringside Rant with RJ. Check out his show. Yep. Uh, the Leisure and Lariats podcast with the Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Had a little spot on the board. So how about In the Marbles with Soda yeah. and Ethan? Yeah, buddy. Their first episode dropped. Uh, they have a new t-shirt now in Water Maneuver, which is yep. awesome. Yep. Um, they're not on Apple yet, they're at, but they are on Spotify. So I know most everybody probably listens through Apple or Spotify. Spotify, as Jeff says. Spotify, yeah, yeah. or Book of Faces. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, they're on several different platforms. So give them a give them a listen. Yeah, buddy. NASCAR show, fun stuff. Uh, Boot to the face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife Kaylin. Apparently, me and Drew have heat now. Finally, it's off me. Yeah. What What'd you do? Uh, I. I told him Crocs aren't that bad. Oh, you son of a bitch. See, what's, what's up you with all the... You son of a bitch. Where's all the heat for Crocs come from? They're just horrible shoes, man. They're not horrible shoes. If it rains, your foot's wet, pal. Dude, if it rains, any footwear besides rain boots, your foot is wet. Wrong. <laughs> what? They're they literally have holes in the shoe. They're just ugly as shit, Oh, man. they're ugly as shit. That's... Yeah, oh, I'm not God. arguing that. I decide they're terrible. So I, I, truth be told, I don't actually wear them except on vacation. I take them down to the pool, mm-hmm. and they'd, on, they'd be good poolside shoes. I, yes. I'll give you that. And then on uh, theme parks, if there's water rides, I'll wear them. Yeah, they're they're water shoes. Yeah, and that's I mean that's the only time. Yeah. So, but I I don't get where like there's hate for them. I just, people like hate them. I, I feel like they shouldn't be everyday shoes. I feel like there no, I, there I is that. a specific purpose for them and like the water would be a good purpose for them. I am not. Well, so, okay. So I, I don't like wearing flip flops cause I have to have something on my heel. Okay. So that's why Crocs work for me. I Just, love a good pair of slides though. 
See, I don't. Like, I feel like I can't hold on to them. I got a lot of my family. They all wear like we all go on vacation. Everyone's wearing sandals except right. me. I'm shoes and socks. Yeah, every Which, day. I, now, if if I know I'm going to be walking around, even if it's hot as balls outside, I won't wear slides or, or flip flops or anything like that because like my no support, man. Well, yeah, I was going to say my feet will be dying by the end of it, and it's like I just want to go. So funny you say that. My my mom bought my dad some Crocs for vacation and now i don't know if you've ever worn them but the inside has like this weird i've put them on i've never worn them they had this weird texture on the inside yeah he said they killed his feet really to me like it's the most comfortable shoe in the world so that may be the the different perspective well and everybody walks differently too well and like i i was explaining in a tweet i'm like the way i need like an insert in my shoe otherwise my feet start hurting yeah and so crocs fit perfectly for me i i i personally need a lot of support on the outside of my feet See, I need it on the inside. Yeah, because the way I walk, I walk kind of um, like I I could break my ankle really easily the way I walk. Okay, you know, so like I, I could just roll it. I, when I was a kid, I used to roll my ankles like almost every fucking day. That sucks. Yeah, because of just the way I walk nowadays. You know, it doesn't happen, but I I still do roll my ankle every now and then. Weak ankle bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, rolling your ankle sucks. It's not that. It's just literally the way I walk. It's like I walk on the side of my foot almost, mm. and it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. You know, if my foot hurts, it's the side of my foot. Oh wow, yeah. weird, weird. So yeah, apparently me and Drew have heat. So uh, I'm good. At least it's off me and that Wendy's bullshit. <laughs> and now it's back on you. <laughs> <laughs> I just reminded him of it. It's like that damn Bane does like Wendy's, or no, he, of, does, he likes Wendy's and their fries suck. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> Of course, also check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Uh, the Trivia with Buds podcast with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. And, of course, don't forget his amazing chop shop. I just got a package in today. Some really cool stuff. So nice. Always fun there. Um, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt. And then, of course, catching up with Aaron and Daniel. Lots of shows to check out. And then our other podcast, uh, you know it's fake, right? Every Monday uh, with me and a special guest. No holds barred with Bill Benis every Tuesday. I believe you guys are still on hiatus. Are you missing oh, him yet? No. Not, no, not even a little bit? No, not in the slightest. Has he been heard from? Like, Do we know where he's at? No, no. I haven't, I haven't heard from him at all, so that's that's good. You're making another album, so I'm wondering if he might like pop in. He, he better not. Because he showed up in he one of them. He better not. Got through the whole editing process. You never noticed. I, well, yeah. I even uploaded it to damn you know Apple and shit. <laughs> Didn't even notice then. Yeah. Damn Bill Benis. I even uh, called it the Bill Benis interlude. I didn't notice it was him on the interlude. Yeah, there you go. It's bullshit. <laughs> and the TV toy cast dropping every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler talking old school toy lines. I already kind of alluded to it, but Bane's music, you can find that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. You yep. kind of put a little teaser out there, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm working on a, a third song. So I already have like two songs written for this. I have the entire, what I'm, what I'm, I think I've talked about it before. My goal is to do like release two albums kind of back to back almost within like a month of each other. Um, And one's going to be kind of like my last rap album. And then this is going to kind of be my first uh, alternative album. And kind of like the freaks. Yeah. And so the freaks will be on that. Okay. On that album. So that was like a single for this. Yeah. And, um, and then I already have all the rap stuff done, but I want to get this stuff done too before I even plan the dates and things like that. Uh, originally, the goal was going to be like September and October, but I don't know if that'll happen. So no more rap after this, huh? Or at least it's taking a backseat for now. It, it's taking a backseat, yeah, because I just like, again, uh, 36 years old and like I, uh, I'm not like 
Eminem status, so I feel like it's weird for me to continue making rap. Um, so I still like the idea of making music, so I figured I'd try something different. Absolutely. I think it's fun. But uh, yeah, I wrote the music for a third song. I have like two songs written now, including The Freaks, so just one other song beside the, besides The Freaks, and now I'm working on the third one, playing a six for each one, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I hope to uh, get some updates on that very soon. Yeah. Uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard or know someone that's got a beard, get you some beard balm, beard oil, or mustache balm, yeah, mustache whatever, oil, whatever you want to call whatever it, whatever you're wearing, and uh, make it look nice. Absolutely, make it smell nice. Um, also, all of our t-shirts you can find at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TV Toycast, and a lot of our uh, a lot of our podcast buddies have shirt stores there as well. So you can grab uh, grab everybody's stuff. Yep. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? Good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I take it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put it on the internet.